I'm, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually picture one day where we all have, the, all three of us have the, the shittest day you can ever imagine. And we've got to come on and do this show. And we just go, give up, everybody. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode three of the ABC's Affording Ahead, a show that returns by popular demand, a demand so high that it's usually only reserved for networks such as Netflix, Amazon Prime or some dodgy triple X rated porn sites which decorate your hard drives. This show steps up and loves to please our dear listeners, an oral banquet or a happy buffet if you will. You'll find informed opinions, irrational sensibilities, lashings of insightful knowledge and stupendous bouts of humour. All rounded up into a package of oozing goodness and waiting to be opened up by our three amigos who have galloped up to the podium this evening. So joining myself in this exquisite soiree, I have first on my left, a man who is so Yankee Doodle Dandy, we fear he's actually called Mandy. A man who always promises the most fun, takes you on the wildest of all rides, and a man who puts the word power into his rather large electric tool. That's right, it's our very own Mr. Alan J. Sanders. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you so much for a sterling British welcome to your show. I appreciate it. To our show, I should say. The funny thing is, the power and the tool doesn't quite work today, does it? But we'll, we'll leave that there. Well, we're <laughs> right now there's no power anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I've got secondly saddled up on my right is the cheerful, pretend brummy chappy who never ceases to be happy, a man who makes the ladies go weak at the knees, hot under the collar and wobble in all the right places. Their cream is all that's needed to make him complete. Welcome to the wonderful Mr. Christopher Jellyman. Welcome, buddy. I am floored by that, that intro. That is amazing. Did that take you long? Just um, ever since we last recorded, did a word <laughs> a day. It was just right <laughs> off the top of his head. <laughs> now you just have to fight, you have to prune it, didn't you? Just sort of look at it and think, well, you know, just, it's got to be good. And uh, with a couple of weeks in between, you get time to sort of go back and forth. It's quite funny when I do it, actually. I sort of just do a whole list of stuff and then I just have to rearrange the words. It's, you know, it's quite weird, isn't it, all this stuff? So, uh, but it's quite scary because you want it to be good. And um, it sort of sets you up for next time, and it's a bit of a panic station. So, uh, but no, it's all great. So, um, how do you wow. guys been anyway? Go on, Alan, you go, you, you, you go first. You go first. Just, just from the off, we're not on the ranch show, though. Just to be queer. <laughs> just to be queer. Oh, hello. Just to be queer. Just to be queer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, people should there. have joined us about ten minutes before we started to record. You know, just there are those days, and maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe that's an okay way to kind of start. Well, I was about to say, actually, actually, do you know what? The day you've had today is perfect to explain how you overcome um, this problem that's sort of uh, been set on the whole of your day by the, by the, by, by the sounds of it. Yeah. The whole day has gone a bit dodge, hasn't it? it here's the thing, because we, we talked back in the pilot show, and we're, you're going to hear it probably ad nauseum over the course of this, the series of this show. We're not perfect. I mean, we don't have all the answers and even when we have a positive mental attitude and we've developed this sort of mental toolbox of ways to try to not get into the doldrums, that doesn't mean we don't get irritated or have just one of those days where everything seems to be going wrong or things seem to be going against us. We feel like, what the hell? What happened today? Yesterday was great. Tomorrow's probably going to be great. But what about why am I in the shit yeah. today? Uh, and sometimes it just can't be helped. And today was one of those days. 
bad weather was rolling in. I'm sitting on the on the air, having a great time interviewing folks. And all of a sudden we get a major power outage in the city. It knocks everything down. But I'm thinking to myself, no big deal. I'm in a radio station. Surely we have backup on everything because every radio station is supposed to. Come to find out that the engineer didn't have have everything on backup, and so we lost our signal, we lost our computer, I lost the guest mid-conversation, we went dead air for about six minutes, and in the meantime, waiting for it to come up, he comes in there and goes, well, guess we should have had that plugged into the UPS. I'm like, um, you think? Uh, Being the word UPS, the U in UPS means uninterrupted, I would have thought you as the station engineer would have appreciated the term uninterrupted when it comes to live radio, but hey. We're fine. We're doing interrupted radio today because you chose not to do your job. Anyway, long story short, got everything back up and running within about 10 minutes, got the interview underway again, finished it up. Everything was fine. It's just one of those days where you just felt angry at other people's incompetence. But then I had to tell myself, I'm done for I'm done for the day. It's time to move on. You know, I can't relive it. You know, if I leak, if I keep reliving it, which apparently I just did right now, (laughs) I'm just going to find myself continuously getting irritated again. So learning how to maybe just say, okay, it is what it is. The manager is now, the station manager is aware that we had a complete cock up on the air. Someone else can take care of the problem from here on out. I can, I just need to breathe and move along. But uh, I mean, that's that's how I started my day. I mean, that since the last time, I've been having a great time considering, you know, what we're dealing with, what's going on in the world and society. But honestly, I've been having a blast. So it's just ironic that the day we're recording is the day that I had a kind of a crappy morning. Well, let's be honest, I was going to come on your show Saturday just gone, wasn't I? And I think, you know, it makes my six seconds of uh, silence not seem so bad now. So thank you very much for improving my day. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we're saying before, technology, I was saying, Chris, actually, just off air, I was saying to Alan, I said, that's probably one of the only things that really does get to me sometimes because mm. i think we're so used to technology always working or well, 99 of the time now for some reason when it goes down i can actually have an internal rage thing going on so when that happened with us on that saturday which i was so geared up for it i checked everything checked to make sure skype was updated the pc everything you name it it was checked get live on it in fact we even did a little prick me and alan did a little prick and uh, we we uh, we did a little test run, didn't we? Working absolutely fine. Yes. As soon as that as soon as that live button was pressed, don't know what happened. There was like a 10, 15 minute delay, all sorts going on. And you have because it because it being live, I think, you know, if it was something like the podcast where something goes wrong, like now, for instance, we could edit whatever we want out. We could pause, relax, come back to it, start recording again, do all that sort of chisel. Well, when it's live, of course, A, you've got to keep in my case, I can't swear or anything like that. But inside, <laughs> I was having this argument that was so bad, raging. And, and it's about how do you deal with that? Well, it just proves it. In those situations, you can prove to yourself that, oh, hold on, you have, you have to have that inner self that can take over you know, the, the good side and make, make it right again. So Yeah, I, and for, on my end, because I wanted to interview you, and we had tested it, and it was working, and here I am live with an audience, all sitting there, I'm getting text messages What's going on? It's hard to hear. Is there something wrong with your signal? In the meantime, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to deal with Ben. You just, at some point, you know what? There wasn't enough room on my plate for rage or despair. Or I, I, I packed it away for later. But, but you know what? At some point, it's live. I feel so bad now. It's just one big practical joke. I just pretended there was a delay. You know, right. Just- but you know what? I thought you, you battle through. And if you have the tools, which thankfully, yeah. you know, we both do. All you can do is just say, well, technology is failing us. What do you do next? Go to plan B. 
And I think maybe part of the lessons of learning uh, how to deal with adversity and deal with problems is knowing there's always another answer, whether you thought of it or whether somebody else can help you. But there is always some, it may not be ideal, but never feel like you're trapped. There's always another way if you just open yourself up to the thought. And for me, it was, all right, I'm going to have to fill in and, and, and cover the content and just go. And maybe we can do it next week. And that's what I did. Yeah. And it was a mighty fine job. Thank you. So mm-hmm. we're going to be geared up and prepared for this Saturday. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it yeah. again. And if we crash and burn, oh well, we'll just take it as a sign you're not you're not allowed on regular airwaves. <laughs> and you know what? With this being a positivity show as well, I think that's exactly right. I think to be able to manage in your mind, because some people I think could take that that first thing that's gone wrong, for instance, and then it compounds, and then something else happens a bit later on, and you add that to the list of the things that are winding you up. And I think that's one of the coping things that people have to try and deal with is how do you actually go about stopping that, you know, stopping that rage hitting. And uh, I think some people, unfortunately, if you, if you watch, you know, even how they write or how they talk or you know, how they communicate, it's almost as if it's, oh, it's always going, the whole attitude of it's always going wrong for me, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? And they just let things get right on top of them. I think if you can just find that way of actually cutting that out very quickly and then moving on, like you say, Alan, then the whole day from that point onwards will improve generally, you know? And yeah. So, what about you? What about you, Chris? No, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, in addition to what you've just said, you know, um, you might think, well, why is this always happening to me? But you might as well just think, oh, what's the point? I'm just going to give up. And that's, you know, the, one of the worst things you can do because, I mean, I've got it on my wall um, as sort of saying, if you like, I put it up about 12, 18 months ago, so something like that. And it's from Rocky Balboa and it's that famous uh scene in the movie where he's talking to his son and his son's sort of like, you know, feeling uh, down and, you know, he's very self-conscious of his dad's um, attention and everything else. And he's having a go at him, you know, and he feels ashamed of him. And he's, you know, he, he, Rocky does this speech and, it, you know, he goes, it's, it's, it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how much you can take and keep moving forward. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world. And you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stop being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. And I've got that. I bought that from Amazon. It's like a, you know, kind of little stencil thing you stick up, whatever. And I look at that every day. It's in my room and I look at it and, and, and it reminds me, not, no matter how shitty things are, how much of a bad day I'm having or whatever's going on in, in my life at the moment, I look at that and I think, yeah. And, and you know, it, it helps to motivate me. And I think those kind of visual things are very useful for me they anyway. Very useful, really uh, useful. You know, and it's, as well as that, but the sort of like the positive affirmations, uh, you know, about sort of keeping yourself um, 
motivated and positive and talking what you were saying earlier on, Alan, about, you know, you can't control other people's actions. You can only control your own. So this person who perhaps didn't do their job properly, which then resulted in a, a problem, hopefully you would hope that that will then motivate them to make sure it doesn't happen again. May not based on probably won't based on what you've said, but, uh, you know, at least maybe they will hopefully learn a lesson. And something similar happened to me in my job not long ago, um, whereby I I'm looking to do I'm, I'm looking to make changes in a community. And I was promised one thing by a head of service, uh, uh, you know, that we can do. And I thought, well, that's going to be really helpful for everybody. So then sent out the you know information to the community saying this is what we're going to do. And then um, a, a month or so later, after I'd put a, quite a bit of work in to try and get this off the ground, was then told, actually, no, we can't do that any longer. Well, I look like a tit because I've promised people something that is now not going to happen. So I was, you know, down for, you know, a day or so because I, like I said, put quite a bit of work into this and then also promised other people. But then afterwards, you know what, the next day I thought, you know what, let's roll with the punches and you know, use a Rocky analogy again, but let's just go with this and let's find another better way of trying to do what I wanted to do. And that was just, again, through my own kind of positive outlook on on things and trying to stay positive throughout the whole situation. And again, going back to what you said, Ben, is that depending on how you uh, deal with a problem or an issue that comes up in your life, if you have a positive uh, approach to it, you know, if it's a negative thing that's happened to you, if you have a, a, take a positive approach to it, then you are more likely to get a positive outcome. Whereas if you rage and go crazy and sulk and piss and moan, then obviously you can have a more of a negative out- outcome. That's my own opinion on on the whole thing. That used to really affect me as well. I used to have major moments of letting things get on top of me. And I think it's about learning to say no to certain things as well. Mm. You know, the moment you can actually learn to, you can't be Superman all the time. And it's impossible to, and I used to find myself never been able to say no really to anybody. Mm-hmm which you just end up burning out. You just burn yourself out, never really set any time aside for yourself. I'll tell you what, even, even just yesterday, we, we, we were meant to be recording this show yesterday, okay, and something came up that was totally out of my control. And what were you just saying there, Stabby, about sort of um, with your example of um, promising something and, um, and it not happening? That, that's always been one of my fears. You know, that, you know we have um, a, a regime we have with these podcasts. We set a date. We like to do things, and I'm always geared up for that. So if something comes into my life that is out of my control, the old me would very much have really lost my shit. Even just talking to you guys and saying things like, oh, I can't, you know, I, I, this has come up, I can't make it. The old me would get really uptight and feel so bad about that. Whereas now I've learned to say to myself, well, look, look this is totally out of my control. Mm-hmm. The certain things that come up in your life are actually more important than this ultimately. It's, do you know what I mean? And um you can't, you've got, you can't self-doubt yourself when it comes to these sort of things. But really, as much as I'm upset about it, and it, it can stress me out, think, yeah, but I want to record that day. I want to do this, I want to do that. And I think that was a bit of a funny thing. We were doing a bit of back and forth on, I was being almost, almost confusing in what I was saying. The fact is, we probably could have recorded, actually, ultimately, yesterday in the end. We could have done, actually, how it all panned out. But from my experience, if I, go, if I turn around and say, Right, I'll definitely do it tonight no matter what. I can guarantee you that would have not happened because something could have happened which, which was going on in the background and then I would have hated it even more if at the last minute, five minutes ago, oh, I can't make it, guys. So it's easier just to come and say, look, let's just scrap today. 
we'll move on to tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? So, but the old me would have really, really not been able to deal with it so well. So that's Oh, that worked really well for me today, but the fact that we didn't record yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you what, know, though? Yeah. But here's the yeah. thing that I picked up on yeah. yesterday, too, and I loved how the conversation went among the three of us because sometimes we're not all instantaneously on WhatsApp, and so we may not be able to respond immediately or someone starts to respond, but the other one doesn't. But it was very much the sense of, it's either all or nothing. And we should never have to worry about that. But I love Ben. You said, look, you guys already had it set up. I can't guarantee. I don't want to be the one that causes it to, you know, to go to get canceled at the last second. You guys do it. And Chris was like, no. And I'm like, fuck, we're the three fucking musketeers at this point. We're, we're all for one and one for all. If one can't make it, I'm fine. We'll reschedule. It's not like, you know, this is a cliffhanger end to a movie. And by skipping yesterday, the, the damsel dropped into the lava pit, right? You know, we, yeah, exactly. we're okay. We can schedule another day. And, and maybe that's the, I don't know if that's age, wisdom, whatever, learning that it's not the end of the world to prioritize. This isn't, this isn't the same kind of crisis when we have to change the recording date as let's say, you know, like I said, in a movie, when someone's life is on the line, there's a little different, you know, context there yes. and learning to understand the context of the situation sometimes helps you manage the anxiety of why you can or can't do something. You know, mm. does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, I think yeah. Too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it is, unless you've got a wise head on your shoulders, I do think it t tends to come with age and wisdom for me, because I can relate to what Ben was saying. Uh, you know, you wanted to please everybody and you end up pleasing nobody or, you know, you end up making yourself unhappy, uh, you know, go in that, extra mile to try and help others uh, or you forfeit, you know, your own happiness, then I can totally see where he's coming from. And I think I've learned as I've gotten older, you know, through, whether you know, mistakes or whether it's through um, reading things or listening to things, you know, talking to people, I think that's the most important thing is talking to other people who've had similar experiences or shared experiences, been through life, basically, that, you know, um, you do have to take some time out for yourself and you do have to understand that you can't always please everybody and you have to look after yourself too. Um, and, you know, again, context is everything. And, you know, the, the fact that, I mean, we were going to record this last week, but yeah, I don't know about you, but my sleep patterns have been a bit sort of mixed up. I know yours are probably a bit better, Alan, because you, you're sort of like in that structure and routine of still getting up early, going to the a, radio and, show. And he's a piss head as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just knocks himself out. He has 12 just, tequilas just get, before he goes to bed. Drunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, oh, whereas... I've been full of Corona well before. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. With <laughs> Um, but, you know, so whereas like I'm working from home, so I don't have to commute to work so I can kind of basically put out an hour of my day. You know, I can roll out to bed at sort of like uh, 8.45 if I wanted to, to start at nine. Um, I don't all the time. Sometimes I do. Depends on how I feel. But also, you know, going to bed at a regular-ish routine. I know, Ben, you, your sleep patterns are still oh, all, over, all the over the place. Yeah. But I think it's important to try and sort of maintain that routine. But also, you know, again except that sometimes when we, you know, I don't know what it was last week, but I just t wasn't feeling it at all, but I was still going to press ahead, but it was only on the day that you kind of think, you know what? I'm just not, I'm not up for it tonight. Yes, and I felt exactly. bad about it, but then ultimately I think the extra little bit of delay, you know, uh, ex understanding. And I think this is where your friends come into it and, and the people that you know and have around you is so important that if, you know, they're, uh, you know, I know, 
that you're not going to be all pissy about it and say, well, you know, we, I was really looking forward to tonight and I'm upset and I feel let down now. You know, you guys are so understanding. I think that is uh, an important thing to surround yourself with people that that you, you know you can trust and that, you know, I'm not saying you let them down all the time, but at the same time, people accept that you've got stuff going on and you, you can't always be there for them. And I think you do realise who your true friends are when you start to, like you said, Ben, not always say yes to, to people. Yeah, and- exactly. I actually remember doing a few podcasts back in the same coin days. You know, those times you used to rock up and think to yourself, I am just not mentally in the right place to be doing this. And I think yeah. the moment you actually have any self-doubt about doing a podcast, I don't think it's point. I don't think there's any point in doing it whatsoever because you're going to sit there thinking about that, you know, and you can't really fake it. I mean, you, you, you I did a few times the same coin, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can, you can pull yourself out of a rut, but, but, but I think to, to, certainly to the people you record with, I think they would know, they certainly would know that something's not all right. Maybe the listener doesn't, but, but also ultimately we're doing something we want to enjoy. We don't mm. want it to be a pressure. I don't want it to be something that, we don't want to make it feel like work. You know, it's something that we really enjoy doing and I'm passionate about it. So I want to be tip top 100% every time, you know. And I think that's that relates to anything in life, isn't it? Not just, you yes. know, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's it's going to work, whether it's, uh, you know, playing some sport or, or whatever it is, you know, you've got to put what you, you, you get out, what you put into it, basically, isn't it? I think that's the thing. And I was, I didn't really talk about it, but because um, I did that half marathon, it was last month now. It's kind of crazy. You know, my timeline's all kind of mixed up. But um, I remember I briefly mentioned that I think it was the pilot show where I was last year, I think it was November, I was saying to Alan, oh, you know, I'm not particularly happy with where I am fitness wise and this, that and the other, blah, blah, blah. And basically he just gave me a bit of a kick up the arse and said, well, just go out, <laughs> just do it. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and so I did. And so then started to put in the, you know, the, the do the run, start small, gradually build up to, to uh, you know, in terms of distance. And then eventually, you know, ran 14 miles, which is the furthest I've ever done. And that's to me, running anyway, but that, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, distances and whatever. But also just that is kind of a perfect analogy for me that works for me. And you've done mu- it for yourself, didn't you? Well, That's the y- point. Yourself. Yeah. In as much as that, you know, you have, if you start something, if you focus on it, but then if you, you start small and then you build up and up and up and up to a point where you feel comfortable doing it. And the stuff that was hard originally gets easier and I think that that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you, the stuff that if you keep working at it, then the more the work you work at it, the more you're going to get out of it. And that's that's kind of the way I saw what I was doing um, to a point where, you know, I did what I wanted to do and it made me happy. And that's ultimately what it's about, I think, isn't it? But I, I want to say, say I haven't said it, um, I suppose, publicly or whatever, but to thank you guys for supporting me because that, again, meant a lot to me and it helped motivate me. And again, it goes back to my point, what I was saying earlier on, the people that you surround yourself with are ultimately going to contribute to your success or failure, I believe. Anyway, if if you surround yourself with positive people who have a healthy outlook on life, you are more likely to achieve what you want to do with their support. Um, and again, flip side of that is if you are surrounded by people who are negative, put doubt in your mind, then it's not going to go the way that you necessarily want it to go. So, yeah. There's an old saying, and I didn't believe it a lot when I was younger, but I do a lot more now, that show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. And that's not to say that you can't have friends with people that are different or maybe challenged and you're trying to be there to support them. You just need to look at the entire body. If you have 
nothing but a particular kind of person around you, chances are you're going to either be similar or you're going to act similarly because we tend to take on the the aspects of the group we're with. You know, we tend to pick up on things that we like about people and try to maybe it's called a mirroring. We sort of mirror back when somebody does something and we think that's cool. We start doing it too. And sort of like, it's almost like an unconscious thing to signal to the person that, Hey, I'm cool with you too. Are you cool with me? Blah, blah, blah. Well, if you surround yourself with a bunch of, you know, fucking morons, don't be surprised when nothing's going right around you. You know, you need to sometimes change your environment. And that is a real hard thing to do for people because it has the word change in it. Mm -hmm. But you have to be honest with yourself and say, who am I looking to as my, you know, I don't even say as my, as my peers necessarily, who am I looking up to? Who am I trying to be better than or like? And if you've got nobody in your life that you're trying to aspire to something bigger and greater every day, you may need to kind of do some self, you know, some searching yourself. Because for me, I look, I start off every day and I've been, I know when we talked last episode, I want to, I want to hear what you do every day. It's immediately get out of bed. Don't sit in bed when the alarm goes off. Don't hit snooze 10 times and then run late for work. And now you start off the day, you know, behind, get off your butt start the day. It's a brand new day. It's it started fresh, started positive and say to myself, I'm going to be the best possible, whatever I can be today. And you've got to be that sort of, you got to have that sort of to start your day. Otherwise, if it starts off shit, it's real hard to pull out of that dive when it's the first thing you open with. Absolutely right. I mean, um, with that, again, I've said before, I've had all sorts of, I've had life coaching. I've had all sorts of stuff. And w- without it sounding narcissistic, you have to love yourself 100%. Okay. Even when you're not feeling so great, you might wake up and look at yourself. You might have a, you might have a spot that comes up on your face that you just, for some reason, your whole, your whole mindset focuses in on it, thinking I look awful. The moment you start thinking some of the most ridiculous things, that your your day will be set out ahead. Going back to what you were saying there, Adam, when, you know, waking up, you're exactly right. You get straight up, very much like the ape mentality as well. So, um, you know, you, a friend of mine actually, funny enough, he actually beats his chest and he actually acts like an ape. It's almost like this whole regime he has of where it's um, you know the, the proper uh, alpha male way of you know way of being and uh, beats his chest and almost rolls around. I personally don't do that because that's almost like cosplaying to me. Does he wipe shit on the bed or, or... <laughs> takes his shit in the corner? Although they won't be the. I, I know someone else has done that once before as well. But... <laughs> and it is and little things as well. Just. That to have full belief when you open your eyes in the morning that, my God, what a beautiful world we live in, regardless of what's going on. You know, it's you get to live and breathe for another day. Some people can't do that. Some people wake up and can't breathe properly for whatever health issues they've got. Can't walk. You've got so many disabilities going on, all this sort of stuff. The fact that you can get up and, have you know, walk around, go outside, hear the birds chirping, see the sun shining, particularly this time of year as well. Obviously, we can't. We can't venture out as much as we want or how we want to at the moment, but you don't need that. You just stand outside your front door if you have to, to see what's great. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of taking time to just see the world around you. This isn't necessarily a religious thing, but it is sort of a, a, a nature thing, a spiritual thing with the world around you. If you can put some distractions away, even for just a couple hours, one of the things my wife and I discovered about six years ago, I interviewed a guy who was opening a business renting floats or, or kayaks, inner tubes, things like that to go down the, the local river. And he had a business where he would drop you off at one location. And depending, there's five or six different stops along the, along the route, wherever you want to get out, 
Just you let him know, you know, when you're getting there, if you have a cell phone or if you're, he's dropping you in, he knows the speed of the river. He says, you know, if you don't have a phone, you don't want to bring a phone. I'll be there at this time to pick you up. So I tried it out. I had never gone kayaking before. My wife and I, it has become almost like our version of going to church because we try to go on Sundays. We get more out of five hours floating down the river, looking at nature, looking at the world around us, looking at the trees and the water and the animals and how everything is all working together. And if you just slow your life down, slow your brain down, you know, let some of that go. Realize all my problems will still be there. It's not like you're forgetting them. They're still there. Just try to put them away for just a little bit. Give yourself some you time. And if you do that, if you learn to say it's okay to breathe, it's okay to just take things in and which ironic, it's a very slow river. So it's not one of these like white rider rapids. It's not like that where it's constant, you know, adrenaline. It's more about slowing down. It's hearing the water, feeling the breeze, watching things around you. It is a near religious experience to just imagine how, what an amazing world we live in. And we often don't take the time just to look at just the world, just how, how it's designed and functions. And when you realize how small we each are individually, to think that the universe has decided, all right, time to screw with Alan today. No, it's, we are so insignificant in the grand scheme of time and the universe. Wasting your, your energy and your time thinking that somehow there's this grand you know, conspiracy to screw with you or ruin your life. Well, that, it doesn't make any sense, right? Well, I think there's a few people out there, actually. But yeah, but, but, but yes, 100%. And it's just that... Just considering everything that's going on at the moment, I'm just hoping it does make people's lives different for the better going forward. But actually, I think, you know, if you're a certain way of thinking, if you're a certain type of person, there's a good chance it's not going to make one slightest bit of, diff- you know, not what one change when it all goes back to normal. You know, it's a shame. I live right by the sea here. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but you, the amount of people I can see around who just kind of forget it's there. You know, I, I sent you. A, I think I sent you a picture yesterday. I just went for a walk along the promenade, and it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Seeing the waves, seeing seeing everything, just just seeing the sun out. You know, all these little things so simple. And it is, yeah. You know, I'm not a religious person. I'm very upfront about that. You know that. But it is. There's almost there's almost a um, it's a mindfulness side to it. Do you do you practice that, guys? Do you do any of that sort of stuff? And I'm interested to know because I, I, living for the moment is very very important. Really uh-huh. important. I'm interested in it, and uh, you put me into Sam Harris. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a big practitioner of that, and listen to a couple of shows that he's done. And so it's I, you know, more intrigued by it. I need to learn a bit more about it, so I'm keen to uh, to hear what you've got to say. You know, because it does sound like it's something I'd definitely be interested in. Well, and then. Let me throw this just because from my perspective, because I'm not sure when you say mindfulness, but one of the things that we talk about a lot in, I've done a lot of mentoring for youth leadership, talking about how to take youth, uh, people in high school, getting ready for college and trying to give them the tools to make them confident and self-assured, make them good leaders, but also good listeners and good stewards of the community. And we always talk about this concept of being present. Be like, what the hell does that mean? Being present. It's like, making sure you're in the moment. If you're an actor, we're always talking about being in the moment. That means you don't think about what scene's coming next and you don't think about, well, what scene did we just do? You stay only in the scene you're in. And at that moment in time, be in the moment. Ignore, you know, ignore everything else except for what's happening now so that way you're constantly present and aware 
of what's around you. The, the stimulus becomes open to what's happening now rather than splitting your focus on what's coming later, what happened last week, what do I want to do tomorrow, what are we going to do after rehearsal, what are we going to, you know, you, you can't give a good performance in, in, a, in a show if your brain is in 10 different places. You have to be focused on what's happening now. Yeah. And so we exactly. talk about in leadership and we talk about in, you know, just group dynamics and, and just being present in your own life. And I love kind of that terminology that you have to sometimes, that doesn't mean you don't ignore the future or, or ignore planning. I think sometimes I worry when we say things, people go, well, I just get to live for the here and now and I don't have to worry about consequences. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's about being present in the moment so you don't miss out on what's happening right now. Hmm. 100%. Can I just pick up on a couple of points that you made earlier on? Because uh, I'll forget about them. Um, but the morning sort of aspects of, of my routine and... Um, so I always used to think that people who got up early and went did, uh, did some exercise were crazy, were insane. You know what I mean? Because you know, people. Somebody had said to me, "Oh, you know, I went for a, sw- a swim at seven o'clock this morning." It's like oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, calm down. Um, you know, and it would be so. Anyway, last year I started to do that. So because I didn't want to interfere with my home routine, so that would mean you know missing out on the kids going to bed and spending time with. Um, family, etc. So the only way I could sort of do what I wanted to do training wise was get up early. That meant actually waking up at 6am and then going and doing 45 minutes worth of training, whatever. And you know what? It was, although initially that wrench of sort of like, you know, getting out of bed and all that kind of stuff. But I felt like after I'd done it, I was walking on air for the rest of the day. That is no exaggeration. And again, not saying that's going to work for everybody, but that that worked for me in my own experience of that. That felt so much better than having an extra thirty minutes snoozing. Do you know what I mean? But hitting yeah. the snooze button, it it felt so much more. I felt so much more energized and energetic by getting up, doing something, and then uh, you know spending the re- going out the rest of my day, and not just physically but mentally felt sharper, felt more tuned into what I was doing. So, um, well, Chris, I'm going to interrupt you for a second and say, when you say this doesn't work for everybody, I I would disagree with you. The human body is wired to need that kind of physical stimulus. It doesn't have to be when you say training you for the, for the United States, working out, getting out and exercising that it doesn't have to be so like a run. It could just be a good walk. It could be just getting up off your ass, but getting moving. It's amazing yeah. how much better you feel by actually expending energy. You t- you t- it's weird. They keep saying, well, then I'm going to be tired all day. No, it's the exact no, opposite. The, the more opposite. energy yeah. you expend, your body is vibrant. It, it wants to feel energetic after that. If you just yeah. sit on your ass all day, you feel sluggish and lethargic. It's like your body takes on whatever you're doing. Absolutely. And, and that's so the reason why I say it's not, you know, work for me is because I don't fit people to feel like I'm preaching, to, you know, saying, well, you must do this, you know, and act like a drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket <laughs> and whatever. But it's it was more that. Yeah, You're nothing I, but a punch of grab astic pieces of dog shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, that that's that was my experience of it. And, and I've noticed that, again, I was, I was going back to what I said earlier on about sort of my, my routines a bit screwed up. But so I have done a bit of both, like so I've I've slept in a little bit longer than I would normally, and yeah, I've felt sluggish and and not totally with it. Whereas I've got up early, uh, I did it on Tuesday, went for a run at sort of seven thirty in the morning, and came back felt felt really good, you know. And and 
So it does for me that works, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. In you know, um, one last point. Sorry, because I'll forget this. Going back to what you said, Ben, about uh, and, and you, Alan, about sort of like looking about what's around you. I think you know um, w- what's happening now. Is, At the moment, it's fuck all for me. I'm well, no, but it's. <laughs> I'm desperate for human interaction. I tell you, what, I'm but, desperate. I'm desperate for a bit of the old action. I tell you that. I'm actually. Start, I'm starting to really miss people in the flesh. What's going on? Uh, oh god! Uh, I keep telling you, get a, get a flashlight. But no, anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the 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 sort of like we went for a walk earlier on in the woods, and we're lucky enough to, I suppose, where where we live. You know, it's it's built up enough that you know there are shops and things like that, but there are also countryside aspects to it. There's trees, a little bit of woods, forests, you know, all that kind of stuff, fields. So we 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 got lost in the woods, um, and uh, you know it was funny at first. And then the kids started panicking. And then when I was winding up, saying, "Oh, we might have to sleep out here tonight," and that. So, and my wife said to me, "I'm really going to miss this when you have to go eventually go back to work because we won't do mm-hmm. it as often." And and I think that's important because again, we've probably done lots of walks where we live, you know, f- dozens and dozens of walks, but we've never really focused on it and looked about what's around what's actually around us and what's going on now is uh is is making us or making me anyway focus on what's around us not just environmentally but you know spending time with my family as well and i think that's so important for me you know um so i just wanted to say that because otherwise i would forget but sorry i cut you off ben no, no, it's, there's so much for me that i want to make a comment on as well because i think we're just going quickly back to this whole exercise thing you know early in the morning that sort of thing the thing is for me it has to be sustainable and i think for a lot of people it's just not sustainable so where i disagree with you guys is that it it needs to be you're not going to find me getting up at six in the morning i'm telling you right now and i'm pretty i'm a fit guy i look after myself but i i am personally not going to get up at six in the morning to go and do some swim or some run because it just doesn't suit my way of life it doesn't suit me but the thing is i exercise lots every day my whole work life is exercise well, yeah, so, I was going to say your job is different. My, You've got it, a kind of a manual labor job in the sense you're constantly picking things up, loading things. It's it's uh, yeah. it's, it's a physical job all day. So you are getting the exercise. I think my 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 exercise is more about the mind. I think that's the way that that's where I that's where I come at it. Do you think about? It? I've got so much time on my hands at the moment. I'm still not going to get up at six in the morning to go and do any exercise. All I do do is I do my exercise whenever I goddamn well please at the moment. So I do that indoors and I'll go for a walk and that sort of thing. But even when everything's normal, you know, or normal work and that sort of thing, my, my work life will give me that. But there's nothing worse from my experience as well is people put themselves under pressure to having to do something daily all the time to, 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 to the detriment of other things that go on in their life. Because, you know, it would be pointless if you got, a, you know, I'm talking about gym wankers here, by the way. Let's just get clear. <laughs> fucking cannot stand fucking gym wankers. You know, you know the ones who just care about every minute detail of their muscle. It's got to be bang on the mark, without realizing actually it's causing a bit of detriment to your family life and that sort of thing. This is what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to. Okay, well now you're <sighs> yeah. talk, you're talking a huge yeah. difference between obsession yeah. or or somebody who's yes. got an addiction versus somebody who's just trying to be. Yeah good to their bodies so they'll be around for a long time and healthy and well and having a good state of mind there it's it's learning how to get that not i don't want to say balance is the word but it's also moderation learning everything in moderation like Mm. we hear this all the time alcohol's bad salt's bad sugar's bad 
fast fast food fingers fast food, fast food hamburgers are bad. You know, you hear all this shit and then you start you start going, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I ate like, you know, fast food every meal, three meals a day, well then of course it's bad. But if I have one every now and then, it's not gonna kill me. Same thing with like coffee or alcohol in moderation. Yeah. And I think people when they get you talk about these these gym wankers or these people that like it's usually the my wife as a personal trainer knows yeah. that the best time for business and the worst time for uh, for gyms is January through March, because right after the first of the year, everyone's made a resolution. I'm going to get in shape and lose weight. Well, it's great for her because a bunch of people show up for about the first two and a half months of the yeah. year and then they get there. They've gone so overboard they can't sustain it. It's not in moderation to their lifestyle. They have to make it work with their lifestyle. So Ben, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. There's a difference. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's it, it, it a difference between saying I'm going to be in the gym seven days a week for six hours a day. Cause I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in four <laughs> years. Right. Mm. That's just not sustainable. But on the flip side, I would say we could all move more. We could all go for a walk. Yeah. We could all get off our ass and move more. And you'll be surprised the more you kind of just do some more physical things with your body, the more energy you feel. And therefore, you got to, you, you, your brain and your body are tied together. I had a coach uh-huh. in middle school who used to say, run a mile a day, read a book a week, strengthen the mind, strengthen the body. Said it to us every single day. He goes, all right, before we dress up, I want to remind you, run a mile a day, read a book a week, strengthen the mind, strengthen the body. I have never forgotten that because it is so true. You've got to take care of both because they both work together. My book's a podcast though. I'm terribly lazy when it comes to reading. I really well, am. Or the audiobook. point being, strengthen your mind. Don't just sit yeah, there yeah, and yeah. be all day. By the way, you can get these big massive fat wankers who sit there all the time eating loads of fast food who live till they're 90. So, you know, it, <laughs> it, smoke, do everything. All the vice Look, you there's imagine. an exception to every rule, but I'm not saying you live by the exception. You've not seen them? There's loads of them. They should all be skinny by the time all this shit's over with because uh, there's no fast food things going on. So... <laughs> Hey, look, that's just a testament for modern medicine. All these folks are surviving on about 40 pills a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right there. NHS hey, look, that's what killed my dad. I'll be honest. The two, the two things that killed my dad, and, 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 right. and I hate saying that, but one was retirement because yep. once he retired, he had nothing left to really do. He hadn't developed a hobby. He didn't have a, a group of guys that he would go out and do things with from time to time. So he sat on his freaking recliner from the time he woke up to the time he went to bed pretty much every day. And the second thing, he was he was diagnosed with diabetes. He was morbidly obese in his late yeah. age. He would not do anything to fix his body because they were putting him on pills. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. The doctor said my heart beats fine. My diabetes is fine because as long as I take my pills, I'm like, you're taking pills to mask what your body is going through. You need yeah. to fix it because Absolutely. the pills won't last forever. Yeah, and I was just making a flippant comment as well, to be fair. So, but I mean, I know, yeah, I yeah. know. We don't want to get exactly too. Right if you want to get you know too what? heavy, <laughs> I think actually, because when you're young, in in your younger life, you tend to not really think about that much. So much, it's more about how it's going to affect you later in life, and that is the the, the, the downside to all that Look, sort of I, thing as well. I, you know? I mean, we kind of hit all over the place. We really haven't even had any subject or something. <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> just been talking. I know. But I just I feel like if we can just get a few things across per episode. Little nuggets. And the biggest, I swear, is you just need to look at, at, at the world around you. You've got to take a moment. It seems it seems like you're being like cliche or Pollyanna. You're trying to be like the little house on the prairie or something. It's like, but you know what? There's something to be said about shutting out the electronics and the distractions, even just maybe one time a day for an hour or maybe once a week for a few hours. Just 
if it's amazing what a calming effect it has when you just kind of slow down for a minute. One hundred percent, definitely, definitely. Mm. You know, can I add something as well? You just uh, said something that makes me think. Get a hobby, do something because that you know oh, yeah. it is quite. You know what I'm seeing a lot of a lot of people who have a mental health issues going on. I think one thing that isn't in my vocabulary, by the way, is when people say I'm bored. I really struggle to understand that. I mean, yeah, my kid, I'm, I'm my, my daughter ex- might say it because she's fucking 11 and she's a child, <laughs> right. right? Right. But for a full-grown adult, I cannot fathom how, with even considering if we didn't even ever, you know, if we just sat there and watched telly for the rest of our lives, there's too much stuff you could even just stream and watch if that was, if that was your bag, you know? I don't understand how boredom can hit. And I think it does boil down to the fact that Oh, I see what it is. It's because you haven't got a hobby or there's nothing you actually really are interested in doing or expanding your mind to do anything. You know, for me, I've got too many. I've got too many things. I've got enough time to do the things that I want to do. You know, I'm the opposite of that. I'm exactly the same way. And I want to hear what Chris has to say, because I don't I don't relate to people who say there's never anything to do. It's just or people who say this. Oh, my God, we live in the most boring town. There's never anything to do. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? There's. There's something to do every moment of every day. Yeah, yes. Mm. Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've mentioned it earlier on and I'm working my throat. What? I'm working my way through uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography. And, uh, you know, he, he mentions in this, uh, you know, about not wasting a minute and not wasting uh, any time. You know, it's like he, he, he sort of, Famously, he says, you know, he almost uh, gets pissed off having to go to sleep because of the things that he wanted to do during the day and got so much going on. that I didn't, you know, you think, oh, just bodybuilding. But, you know, in terms of all these other ventures that he had going on uh, when he came to America and all that. And I think, you know, I'm I'm not as focused and as as sort of, I guess you mentioned the word earlier on. Um, obsessed and, but you know, having that moderation about having that bit of downtime as well. That's really important, but it, it is about um, just making the most out of um, what's going on around you, but also looking for ways to improve things. And um, I, I rarely get bored. I don't, like you said, I've got two little kids, <laughs> so, you know, uh, and like you said, you know, we, we are lucky enough, I guess if you, I mean, I, you know, you make your own look, uh, I think, but you, you, we've got this, uh, outlet, you know, a creative outlet to be able to yeah. do podcasts. And, um, I'm, I, I love that. It's, it's something I've done for the past seven years now. Uh, yeah. Longer than that. Seven and a half years, nearly eight years. God, eight years. Yeah. uh, that's crazy. Um, so, you know, and also writing, I never written anything before until 60 minutes with website came along and then I've written, I Two and nearly two hundred reviews, or over two hundred, you know, reviews and articles, etc. Um, and I think you know it's important to try something different. Like you've said before, you know, um, try something new. You know, you might like it, you might not like it. I'm constantly saying that to my daughter, my seven year old. And again, I have to recognise that she is a kid. So you know, uh, and she's a girl. Um, but you know, <laughs> but you know, in as much as that, you know. She just wants to do the one thing that she likes doing and that's it. And when I'm saying, well, try something else, you might enjoy it. You might like doing something. It might become your new best thing to do. You know, don't just 
to do the one thing that makes you happy because ultimately that's just you're going to get end up getting fed up of it and then not sure what else to do. Try other things. I never knew when we looking back, you know, about the podcasting side of things um, that I, I didn't even know what one was, you know, and it's kind of like, well, eight years down the line, I'm doing this with you guys. And it's opened up my uh, world to different people and, you know, getting to know p- people that are now cl- classes, really close friends, uh, including you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's really important for me. So just to, I suppose, pick up on the point that you've said is I don't quite understand that either, how people can, in in this day and age with everything that is going on, how people can get bored um, with You know stuff. what it is? There's a lot of people who are afraid of failure or they're afraid of looking stupid or afraid of not being the best right off the bat. Mm. And, and I see that with kids, especially. But if you if you how do you try to convince somebody that it's OK to love a hobby that you may not be the best at? Yeah. If it's photography, fine. Take photos. You may not be an award winning photographer, but if that's your measuring stick, you're setting yourself up to fail. Right. You, you should try things. Now, if, if you realize, OK, I'm not reaching a level of satisfaction, then maybe move to something else. But you'll never know. If you let your if you let your fear guide your decision to even try something, I mean, I, I mentioned the kayaking. I had no idea we would love kayaking. I just said, you know what? It sounds like fun. This guy's here telling me about what he does. Let's try it. My wife was like, "You want to try float down the river?" Turned out to be the most amazing thing we discovered. We ended up buying our own kayaks because in the first year alone, we had rented kayaks from this guy enough we could have bought our own. We just didn't know we'd love it. Camping. We first time we ever went camping, we bought this little tiny ass tent you had to like crawl into and you couldn't even stand up inside it. We've loved camping so much that we've bought like uh, we've been slowly accruing gear because a couple times a year we love just going out and setting up a tent. Now, it's not for everybody, but had we not even tried it, we would have never known that we had an affinity toward doing something like that. We're not the best campers. I can't tell you that I know how to you know, start a fire from, you know, with just a, you know, two rocks and, or, or, you know, a shoelace or something. You know, we glamp is what they call it because we go glamour camping. It's glamping. But we still, if you don't try things, you won't discover what you might have a, a, an affinity for. And it doesn't have to be to be the best. It just has to be something that makes you happy, mm-hmm. makes you feel like enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, four, well, four and a half, five, five years ago now, um, I'd never thrown a punch. I'd never got, you know, involved in any kind of fighting or anything like that. Uh, and, uh, guy at work was telling me all about, you know, what he did training wise, uh, you know, he used to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Thai boxing, etc. And, you know, he got pads in the, in the boot and he just said to me one day, just throw a punch and, you know. Just got the pad out of the, the car. Obviously, not himself. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Uh, and and so I did. And then we started to train after work, like you know, just just boxing, just punching, just 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 doing the basics, punching, whatever. Then it moves on to kicking, then whatever, all that kind of stuff. And then sort of like four and a half, five years down the line, um, you know, I'm doing boxing and Thai boxing, and I've had a couple of fights, like competition wise, and it's kind of. I've grown to love something that I never, ever thought that I would love and almost wish that I'd have done it young at a younger age, you know. Uh, but And that in itself has taught me a lesson that it, it's never, you're never too old to do something different. You know, people tell themselves all the time, they stop themselves from doing stuff. They think, oh, well, I'm too old for that or I can't well, do Because everyone this. else is telling that as well. Everybody yeah, else is t- yeah. saying that. Sad. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, other people told me when I started, to, when I signed up for a competition and people were saying, well, aren't you scared? You know, you're going to get hurt or, you know, even my wife was saying, you know, well, you sure you really want to do this? And I, so you kicked the crap out of her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's the other way. It's the other way around. I'm scared. I'm scared of her. Um, but you know, it, and it's you know, I'm not saying I was, I was brimming, brimming with confidence, saying, oh, "Of course, I want to do this." Of course, I was scared. But you know what? That's in itself a a good thing to pick up on a point you're making, Alan. Is yes, I was scared, but I did it anyway, and it and. I, I then what I achieved after that, you know, in terms of winning my first fight and then um, even lost a couple of, couple of fights after that, it was fine because I'd done it and I'd, I'd say proved something to myself. I didn't really prove anything other than I just, I went for it and I did it. And going back to the point that we made at the very beginning of the show was if, you know, people, they either give up before they even start or they get put off by people and then that's that puts them off from trying something and it's really important to to not give up, you know, and to 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 keep going. You're gonna get knockbacks. You are gonna get, you know, people. You, you might not be the best that you want to be, whatever. But so what? As long as you enjoy it, then that's what matters, isn't it? You know, yeah. I'm not the best writer in the world. I know, you know, but I enjoy doing it, and I put my own creativity and and my own personality into what I do. So, and I've never had anybody turn around and say, "Well, that was shit." But even if they did. It wouldn't matter to me. I'd still carry on. I'd write even more. Just to. Piss I mean, I'd off. take it quite personally. I, I mean, I've been. I'm somebody who I do want to be good at what I do. So, luckily, we're amazing at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're good at everything. And, and the funny thing about that, that that's come over time. If you think about it, eight years worth of recording, getting behind a mic. You know, we're not talking your professional level here, Alan. You know, we're not. We're not. We're not trying to get to your status at the moment. Did you but- hear me this past Saturday trying to talk to this guy <laughs> from the UK? <laughs> But that, but that's the funny thing. And when I introduce people to what we do and you know, getting to listen, the, the feedback has been crazy. And sometimes people, they're, they're kind of like, wow, I, I can't believe you do that. And the funny thing is, it's so natural to do podcasting now to me. Mm. Like, it, it's crazy, isn't it? That to, to, to someone like us, it's like, well, this is just normal and natural to do it. To other people, they look at it as being something that's probably not attainable. It's probably, but of course it is. Not that everyone can do podcasts, by the way. I'm not trying to pretend because there are some god awful people I can, I can listen to. Sometimes I think, oh, why the hell is that person on the mic? Because they just haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only go by the, you know. Look, I've, I've just just in this last week, I've had three people turn around and listen to our show and say how great great it is. You know, they've actually listened to this this show. You know, they want our second episode of Fording Ahead and that just getting the feedback and sort of saying things like that's really made me laugh or you know it made me think about this, made me think about that. And it, it, it's crazy to think that it's something that we do, or I do, I can speak for myself, that it becomes almost just water for duck's back kind mm. of thing. And you, don't, it, it's, you need to remember the talent, or talent, fact, I mean, it's starting to sound pretentious now. But you know what I'm saying? You need to re- if, just stick with something. If you stick with something long enough, there's a chance that, you know, it will go somewhere. And it doesn't need to go, go, go anywhere. I used to think, I used to wanted it. I used to, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be famous, you know. You know, I just, mm-hmm. there was there was an element, and that's how a, a kid thinks. But that's because I was so inspired. Music for me, I'm a good. I'm a fuck. You know what? I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I'm actually a really good guitar player. I've been playing mm. for 25 years now. Granted, I'm not out doing it like I want to. That's something I want to uh, achieve. Get out playing live again in things. But just at the moment can't be done. You know, it's one of those things. But that's something that I've t- taken all this time to years and years and years of playing and practicing, and I'm got and I've got to a particular standard that I'm really happy with. 
you you're always evolving and learning more stuff with music every day of the week you learn something new there is no there is no finish line when it comes to music there's no right or wrong there's no rules in fact there are fundamental rules but you break the rules to to make changes in music you know and that's one thing for me that something that i'm really good at something that i'm really proud of doing you know a lot of people you know, don't realize you have to put the effort in no matter what you've got to do and that's probably why there's a lot of things I haven't achieved, which I want to achieve, achieve yet, because ultimately, really, if I look at it and I boil it down, it's because I can't be asked to do it. I, I haven't made that choice to go, this is what I want to do. You know, it has to really interest me. So the funny thing is things that do like podcasting and music is because there's a genuine thing. I've tried it, given it a go, and then I've stuck with it. And, and that's really important. But I think a lot of people, they want an overnight thing. They want it to, I've seen people who pick a guitar and go, God, I can't play that. And I'm like, well, of course you fucking can't. You've only just picked it up. It takes years, really. Or, you know, it takes a good few months to even string like a normal chord together without it sounding like some spacko, you know, holding the net. Right. The thing. So that's the main thing. But I think you do have to, you can't force things. You can't force a hobby. You can't, we're not all gear. We're not all built to better do everything. We, we can't all do everything. We've got, like, like you were saying, Chris and Alan, that we've all got certain skills, you know. You know that 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 uh, we're better but at than others. I, but I know? think what both Chris and I are saying, and I and yeah. I'm hoping you're, you're you're sort of reinforcing it is, you may not discover what some of those hidden talents are if you leave yourself afraid to try. Mm. Uh, absolutely right, and um, and and also you could be really crap at something, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't actually matter if you're happy with yourself. Just <laughs> what well, I think something that I am passionate with, say the guitar, for instance, is that I wouldn't take any less. I, I wouldn't be your average Joe. If someone turned around and said to me, if I, if I got feedback on the lines where someone actually turned around and said to me, yeah, you're all right, mate, that would just kill me. And so I made sure that I'm not just all right. I've actually practiced and practiced and practiced for years and years and years because I just, it just, it just hit me and it, it, it works for me. It's something that I'm really passionate about, you know? It's like, um, but that goes along with your passion and your love for something. You tend to want to be better at the things you're passionate about. That's not a pretentious statement to make. But there's a hurdle, Alan, isn't there, with everything? Nothing comes immediately. How do you know that unless you persevere early on? Because I think a, well, lot yeah. people, a lot of people will give up. We pretty much give up on everything, wouldn't we? Because we don't, nobody's really natural. Very few people are, are savants. Natural. They don't just, no. they're, just, they're not experts yeah. day one. No, no it that's takes, right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I've talked to plenty and interviewed plenty of coaches. We, I'll never, never forget the, the coach speak that said, I'll take a player who's giving me 110% effort versus the player with natural talent. Because natural talent will get you a certain amount of, a certain amount of, uh, of, of distance down the road. But if you don't have effort, if you don't have work ethic, if you don't have focus, yeah. natural talent only takes you so far. You've got to mm-hmm. still work. And Definitely. a lot of the coaches I've interviewed, and it doesn't even matter what the sport is. It, it could be a drama coach. It could be a singing coach. There are people who are just naturally good at things, but it can only take you so far if you're not willing to work. And even mm-hmm. the most talented, you look at Michael Jordan, you, you know, the, and basketball, you look at some of the great athletes and depending on whatever sport, and then you, and then you co talk to their coaches, you look at their biographies. They're the ones who are first on the practice field, last to leave. And you're like, well, why you're the best. Well, mm-hmm. Hey, why do you think maybe they are the best? Because yeah. they had a talent, but then they realized they had to also work and keep working yeah. so they could keep the talent. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. I th- and I think that's the thing about, I was thinking about this earlier on about, you know, footballers, you, you only see the end products. You don't see the work that's gone behind the scenes to get them to where they are at that point in time. And I think that's a problem you said earlier on about kids just see that instant 
st- almost instantaneous success and think, well, why aren't I that good? Because they don't see all the work and the hard work, the effort, the getting up early, and also the support of the people around them, the support of their parents, taking them to where they need to be to get practice, to get you know practice, and to go to tournaments, etc., or whatever it is they need to do. Uh, th- th- there's they don't see that, and so they will pick up a guitar or kick a football or you know pick up a basketball or whatever. Not in not be the person that they see on the on the TV or you know whatever YouTube. And think, well, what's the point? And that's the biggest thing, because if, you know, you make the smallest change in your life, whatever it might well be, if you stick with it, you will eventually see some results. And, you know, I think that goes back to what I said earlier on in as much as that the more you put in, the more you'll get out of it. And that's that's the way I look at things. You know, I play football. That's soccer for you, American Yankee Doodle Dandies. <laughs> uh, so I'm not, I've never been the greatest footballer. I'm not, you know, not even played any kind of semi-professional or anything like that, played in teams. I just play with my friends. Um, I, um, I've never been the most talented when it comes to all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I always give 100%, always give 100%. And I, I guarantee I run more than anybody else on the field because I want to do the best for me and my team. And that's, you know, that's kind of my attitude with it all. And if anybody, anything goes wrong, you know, somebody kicks the ball, you know, it doesn't go to whoever they want it to go and all that kind of stuff. Somebody makes a mistake. I am the person that will encourage them to carry on and keep try again. Whereas you'll get other people that will go, well, that was shit. Oh, what are you doing? You know, and, and that. Uh, that annoys me more than anything else. I turn not turn this into a sports thing, but you know, if I go and watch a match, you know, say I go to my local football team, or whatever, and you know something goes wrong, which happens, people make mistakes, then that's fine. It, but it, you know, the the crowd will boo. I've never once booed my team because do you think that's going to make them play better? <laughs> you right, know, right. and 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 that's the thing that annoys me the most because that is just going to make them worse, make them more edgy, make them nervous. To make more mistakes, you know, and it's so counterintuitive to what you want them to do. You know, if somebody makes a mistake or fucks up, encourage them to try again, to do it again, to, to do it better. You know, don't just say, well, that was shit. What are you doing? You, you know, because that's the worst thing you can do. But anyway, it's my two cents. So just I'll close at least yeah. on my, with, that, with this topic. I'll, I'll close with a famous quote I like to put out there by Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. Uh, on on whatever try number nine hundred plus where he had failed and someone said aren't, aren't you ready to give this up you've tried nine hundred times to create this light source and it's not working give up haven't you learned anything he goes absolutely I've learned nine hundred ways how not to make a light bulb <laughs> that's mm. yeah yeah that's and brilliant. it's a great quote about perseverance and he's the guy that actually said success is ten percent talent and ninety percent perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or this perspiration, is- but same thing. it's about the idea of you just, it's, it's a lot, a lot of work goes into being lucky. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And at the same, I uh, reading a book about, you know, James, James Dyson's, uh, you know, mentioned in it and it's the same thing, you know, made so many failed prototypes and, uh, you know, uh, oh, hello. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you, uh, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you fucking know. little dogs down here. Like, Why'd you leave the dog? God damn it. Oh, sorry. Right, that's it. Scrap the podcast. Fuck God, it. I have to start, uh, we have to start again now. I can't believe that. We're going to start from no. the beginning. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's. Sorry, it's, sorry, it's, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Just say it again. Well, I've got her out of there now. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it, it, it's the, you know, sort of James Dyson, uh, you know, so many failed prototypes. People look at him now as a huge success, you know, worth millions, billions. You know, um, but it's, you know, he said all the failed prototypes, all the failed attempts to get what he wanted to do. But it's those small, fine margins that make you, okay, that was a mistake, but this is how I can do it differently next time. This is how I can make it do it better next time. And I think that's the main thing. You know, he could have given up and but look where he would have been if he'd have given up. But he stuck with it and look where he is now. All I say though, thank God for Hoover, because us paupers can afford those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to put a because Ben said last episode. I want to talk about the morning routine, and we covered that this one. I want to put a pin here for folks to come back next episode. We mentioned fear a few times. We talked about fear. I often on my radio show, especially on my talk show, I, I talk about how it is the single leading contributor to why we don't do things, why, we're, why we don't excel, why we don't go for new opportunities, why we don't try new things. And, and I want to I hit that next time. I want to talk I'm a little bit more about, about yeah. fear and anxiety because those two things are the single biggest contributors to why people won't succeed. Mm-hmm. Cool. Actually, I'm looking, down, looking down at my notes here. I've actually got that written down next to your name, Alan, as well. And yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one on the next one. So um yeah, because I, I mean, I've, I know I've touched on the waking up bit as well, but I'd like to go into that a little bit more in depth as well about just certain patterns of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? See, I'm trying to think of intelligent words, but I, I have patterns that, you, that I do daily and it's um, very, very important. But, um, it works for me. It might not work for everybody, but there's certainly a way of thinking. So I'd like to sort of delve into that a bit more next time as well, if that's okay. So yeah. We'll, do that. well, being you're the host, you get to call oh, the shot. Hostess with the most, <laughs> hostess with the mostest. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. I think we've we've sort of um, covered quite a few things there, but it's it's great. I love what I love about this show is that, well, whilst we want to sort of talk about certain things, I like how we sort of bounce backwards and forwards and sort of come full circle. So it's it's great. I love all that. I like uh, you know what on, on the whole come full circle. I'm going to end definitely end with this. We started with seeing visually something, you know, a, a written statement. When my girls went to college, I said, look, you need to put your motivational statement about whoever it is you are, whatever it is you're wanting to accomplish. Don't write down a list of 20 things. Write the two or three things and print it. Put it on the wall. Put it on a poster where you can see it. You'll be forced to read it. Whatever that goal, whatever that drive, whatever that ambition, whatever it is, don't be afraid to put it on the wall. Just like you said, Chris, with your phrase from Rocky, put it somewhere where you can see it. It's amazing how much more how much more of an impact it is on your life when you see it every single day. The reminder of what it is you want to achieve, or how you want to be, or how you want to start the day. Put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have an uh, it's a, an internal um, chalkboard or an internal um, corkboard. It, it used to be where I used to have to write it down. Well, you know, when I was doing all this life coaching and getting receiving this, you you, you physically have to write it down on this board. But eventually you just turn it into being this internal wall you've got. So it's there constantly in the back of your mind. So that's uh, the way I deal with it. So fantastic. Very similar thing. 
Uh, what I like about this show as well is that it, it does make me think about my own life as well. And it's great realising there's no such thing as perfection. And it, and, and I, every time I get off this, these mics talking to you guys, it makes me want to improve my life. And I think that's what I love about it because I'm certainly not, I'm certainly, I have not reached my full potential yet, trust me. And if you look at me right now, I look like some tramp who's not been at work for months and months and months. So it's just, I'm sitting here just enjoying myself. But actually, I've needed this in my life, everything that's gone on just recently. I've needed this time. To really sort of give me give me space to think and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future and this podcast definitely helps me look at my life a little bit differently as well. So I want to thank you two for that because it's sure. Really but you know that's an, that's an element of learning how to be positive, seeing whatever looks negative to everybody, but finding the silver lining. And there you go, yeah. you found it. Yeah, absolutely, gold lining. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I do. I do. I I'm not joking. I do need a little bit of um, uh, <laughs> real life people in my life at the moment. <laughs> I'm just starting to get a little tiny bit lonely now. Well, yeah. Can we touch on that next time? Sure. I love I love to be touched more. Sure. Say, you just need touching, don't you? Oh mate, it's terrible. I'm exploding. My balls are the size of two pineapples. It's mental. <laughs> uh, no, that's been absolutely uh, brilliant. So, have you guys got anything else you want to just add, or are you are you happy with that? Um, Stabby, you got no, anything? I I, I yeah. think that's good. I think I, I, yeah. I we've we've teased our listening audience for things mm. that might come next episode. I like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, leave them wanting more. That's uh, I say that to my wife all the time. So, <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> Just leave your leave your wife with something. Just not done more. <laughs> Anything. Well, yeah. I'm happy. She she might not be, but you know. So anyway, <laughs> sorry, I had to drag it down, don't I? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Hey, you so- keep telling me I should make time for myself. Well, I just did. <laughs> You guys make too much time for yourselves. That's the problem. You need to get in. That's where we need to touch touch on this next podcast. Yeah, that's what we do. Because I because I, right now I just feel for you guys. I know exactly how you're feeling. So it must be awful. <laughs> no, what? I have a positive look on my life. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Right. So um, yeah. So if anyone wants to give us any feedback, they can email us. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. Email us at mail at 60 minutes. No, is it? Oh, shit. Come on, help me out, Stabby. Help me. Uh, use the contact form on the website. Uh, so, uh, Or it's contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. That wasn't mail. Ignore what I said. Contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. Check out the website as well because it, co- it shows, you know, as, as Chris says, there's millions and millions of reviews that have gone up on there um for films video games all sorts of stuff it's just absolutely brilliant there's a link obviously to all the different podcasts we do which are about i think it's eight different shows now well Please nine don't. with this nine god I, I can't stream them off you guys do you want to do you want to mention what they are or just you know uh, what I, you know what i, I here I, very quickly abc yeah. of gaming clint yeah. cast decade of decadence entertainment show interview show rant show sound check show spotlight show boom that is amazing how do you do yeah. that it's, it's as if you're professional Unbelievable. Uh, I sit there at night, practice and practice and practice. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Any feedback, though, and that's what we like as well. I think just interaction from people. It'd be really, really cool to get some interaction on that. And I like that. And as I say, I've had some really good feedback. Uh, Just a friend of mine today listened and she said, um, really, really funny and um, just really enjoyed it. Loves the positivity that we give out and that sort of thing. It's just brilliant. And this particular person, in fact, I think I left a message earlier. This, this is somebody that I wrote a letter to when I was 17 years old, and it's cringe-fest-centric. And mm. I think I'll, I'll um, maybe expose a little bit of that in another oh, podcast. Oh, we need to hear about that next episode. I read it today because she sent it to me, um, and I read it today. And whilst I remember writing it, and it's just cringe. 
but the, the, sen- the sentiment is there, but I was a 17-year-old boy, okay? So just, just consider that. But I won't mention any names. That wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't do any names. But I'm certainly happy to share some of what I wrote. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that next time. Put a little bit of that into the show. It'd be quite funny. But that's it. So, um, yeah. So, Adam, you, you are obviously the host of The Rant Show. Whoa, you called really me well. Adam. Alan? <laughs> Did you call me? You said me Adam. Adam. It's not like Adam. <laughs> no, like definitely Adam. Alan. Definitely Alan. I promise. Okay, Alan. <laughs> Oh, uh, hold on, on. <laughs> if we just pause for a second, Alan, there, you can cut and paste that and put it if it was wrong the first time around. So, yeah, no, um, yeah, you host the uh, rant show, which is going really, really well. Which, which yeah, I do. Uh, we just had a rant show come out yep. not that long ago. And actually, you were on it. And we had yep. Adam, who joined us, Adam Perry, Adam. who had a first time. He, uh, he, Adam Perry popped his cherry on the rant show this last time. If you missed that, check that out. That's one of the shows underneath the banner 60 Minutes With. Lots yeah. and lots of fun. And if you enjoy that, it's sort of like the yin to the yang of this show. It's the it's the let's bitch and rant at things that drive us nuts and then come to the positivity and show and realize, hey, we're all good. Everything's fine. Um. Everything's perfect. <laughs> Everything's perfect. You also do the wild ride. Do you want to mention that? One yeah, well? you, uh, the, another podcast not associated with, but uh, these guys have all well, Ben and Dave were on it. Tina was on it. Uh, we call it the Wilder ride. It's uh, looking at the movies of Gene Wilder. One minute of the movie at a time. If you have no idea what that means, go check it out and then let me know what you think. And my buddy on that is Walt Murray. He's my podcast partner for that. And we have a blast with Gene Wilder. It's amazing. I can guarantee that. It's fantastic. And Chris, you obviously um, host our ABC of Gaming show. It's all about video yeah. games and stuff. Just did one of those recently. Uh, that was awesome. And uh, that's, that's me, you and Adam. Yep. Uh, then the entertainment shows, that's usually me and Dave talking about what's been going on, the, um, movies, anything, TV, etc. Uh, then also the uh, Spotlight, which is me and Adam talking about uh, movies from our childhood. So that's all good. Lots of different shows. That's amazing. The content is incredible. There's also on the website a... Uh, Meet the host page, which is wonderful. So you can go and get a few pictures of us lovely lot and see how gorgeous we are. So go and check that out as well. Uh, well, that's it, guys. I think I've really enjoyed that today. Thank you very much for joining me. Fandabi Adozi. Mm-hmm. Hope you've enjoyed well, Absolutely. Until yeah. next episode, guys, looking forward to it. Always having a great time with you two on the ABC Affording Ahead. Absolutely. So um, stay safe, everybody. Keep your chins up if you're a fatty. And um, <laughs> don't... <laughs> stay, 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 stay healthy. And be positive. And do you know what? Just just have a smile and look at what's around you. That's all I have to say, really. I don't know if you guys want to add anything just as we leave and we trot off into the distance. But that's... Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, be positive and write, yeah. th- write it down if you have to. Maybe If you don't have a mental cork board, seriously, put it out there so you have to see it every day. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. quite a lot of space there though you can go in the other room can't you well here's the thing my recording room is the same room as the computer room so my wife's office is here my my office is here so this is where we record so we set up a couple of tables so they could be in the same room so we could chit chat i'm like well that's great but when it comes time for podcasting i can't have you guys in the background chit chatting and having a good old time and now i just got like the death stare how long is this call gonna last Definitely. Or even try and get involved in it. Yeah, you know, there's a few times where I wanted her to get involved and, you know, because she can fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think she'd want to get on and do it, wouldn't you? Chris, you there?
Now it says calling. Where is he? I think he did say half nine in the end, didn't he? <laughs> he has well, to leave it right the last second. Well, it is half. <laughs> it's close enough. It's the 28 minutes past here. He's got two minutes. Give me a yeah. couple of minutes. Oh my fucking god! All right, we're gonna do a we're doing a rant show right now. I, I, executive decision. <laughs> we could do that, man, if you want. I'm happy either way. Everything is This has happened before, and you still make the same fucking mistakes. And it's so hard for me to have patience with them. Are you talking about me or Ben? <laughs> it could have been worse, Adam. You could have had me and, me and Stabby over there. Everything is Oh, Jesus. But, by the way, Stabby, we're doing the ranch show now. There was a power outage in town as well. Not only did it knock us out on radio, as you heard for a little bit, but my daughter's house um, is out for probably still, they said, for about nine hours. So they came over here and we decided to set them up in our computer room so we could all be in the same room. I'm like, that's great. But around 430, I've got to get on this call. So you're going to have to. Oh, my oh, God. God. You would have thought I was said, I need you to saw an arm off. I need you to go out there and bury it in the yard and smile while doing it. I mean, uh, <sighs> bloody women, in it? Women, in it? And all their bloody problems going yeah. on. Yeah. Bloody women. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team.